What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are doing well. Kids just went back to school last week. So, well, for two days, it's like a teaser week. And so here we are. It's Monday. It's the first real week back at school. And I'm excited. (laughs) I mean, I miss them. We had a really good summer, but it's easier when life's in a routine and a rhythm. I'm excited about this year and I'm celebrating uh, the great summer we had. I'm grieving too. I mean, I just feel like any anytime I move into any new season, I don't know if you're like this, but I grieve the last season, even if the last season was a little bit hard. I feel like anytime there's like transition or change, it's like all of a sudden I'm grieving and I'm sad for the loss. And I'm like, well, that wasn't even that great of a season, but I'm still sad about it because I knew what was going on and you know, whenever you're in a new season, it's like new things and new things to be worried about, (laughs) new things to be anxious about. There you go. There's a little peek into my psyche. So speaking of anxiousness, I wanted to do a quick little episode on anxiety. The last few days I've had some anxiety. And so I wanted to share what I do in those moments at times to to work through them and to how do I live at peace even with an anxious mind and anxious heart. I run high energy and high energy people, it's hard to settle. And so we tend to run anxious as well. So I'm trying to find my balance and have a little bit more kumbaya and zen and I'm finding it about half the time. The other half of the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I settle my anxiety? How do I make peace with my inner child who's anxious? You know, all the things. This is just a quick episode, but I was journaling this morning and I realized, hey, I use these things pretty fairly often. And so I figured, what the hey, I may as well, may as well, may as well, I might as well. I don't know what grammar I should, what word I should use there. So I'm just gonna say both. I may as well or might as well share it with you. So before we dig in, I want to tell a quick story because this episode, it's five quick steps with how to deal with those intrusive, anxious thoughts. Let me tell you a story and then you'll understand to have a point of reference. So about 10 years ago, I'll never forget this. It was just hilarious and crazy. Well, now it's hilarious and crazy. At the time, it was very intense. Gary was packing for a trip to Florida. He was leaving in the morning on a flight and we had just gotten the kids to bed. We were sitting in our bedroom I had one of those moments where time stood still and I was able to think through 20 different steps all within like two breaths. As Gary was packing, I blurted out, well, now we can't have a slideshow and was so upset. And he was like, what are you talking about? What's going on? And I said, I just had this vision of you dying in the plane crash tomorrow And now I have to plan your memorial and we don't have enough pictures with some family members with you in it. So now I can't have the slideshow at all because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings at your memorial. I don't have a black dress and I probably need to get my nails done. Like I literally went off the rails with this intrusive, anxious thought. And if you've ever had those moments where it's just literally out of the blue, you know what I'm talking about. And so that is one of the aspects that we're going to talk about today and how we deal with those moments where now I look back at that story and I just think, oh my gosh, that was crazy. That was intense. And now when those moments come up, I can react and respond a little bit better. But in the moment, oh my gosh, I was off the rails. So If you struggle with those invasive, anxious thoughts, I think today's episode will really help you with these steps. And if you don't struggle with invasive, anxious thoughts, hopefully this episode will help you have empathy for your family and friends who do struggle at times with invasive, anxious thoughts. 
All right, you guys, I'm so grateful you're here. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. So this is when you have intrusive, anxious thoughts. And I'm talking like, you know, a flash of anxiety. You get hot, your heart starts pounding, and you go to worst case scenario in your brain. And that's pretty typical when we're when our body, just our biology is running on edge or running anxious. And there can be long-term fixes to this or helps. I shouldn't say fixes, but long-term things that can help us, right? So don't drink caffeine past 11 a.m., get enough sleep, make sure you're moving your body exercise-wise, you know, not too much sugar. If there's people, places, or things that are causing anxiety in your life, as much as you have control to put a boundary up and to not be a part of those situations, it's good to pull back from that, right? Like we all have people in our lives that tend to make us anxious or maybe they just trigger us for some reason. And that's where you just use discernment. If it's your kid and they live in your house, good luck. (laughs) You can't really put up a boundary. But if it's that, you know, friend through a friend and you can put up a boundary, okay, then that's, you got to do what you got to do you, boo. You got to do what's good for your heart and, you know, walk in as much peace and grace and love as you possibly can. And if we are inviting all these things in our lives or allowing other people to trigger us so much, we need to kind of check ourselves, right? And make sure that we're we're actually called to this relationship, right? And there are situations, people walk through really hard things all the time and they're in our circle. So of course, we walk with them, like that's part of the deal and they walk through it with us, right? And so, but you know what I'm talking about when there's those people on the fringes that you're not super close with, but they trigger you and, and cause things. I mean, you can just kind of evaluate and ask the Lord, am I supposed to be a part of this situation right now? Or am I supposed to like, gracefully bow out. Because I do think God uses these sensors in us too, where we may think it's anxiety, but it's really could be the Holy Spirit stirring within us to like put up a boundary and back away because we aren't supposed to be a part of that situation or that relationship or or that sort of thing. You just got to pause and use some discernment and ask Jesus, right? And ask a good friend who you trust um, where it wouldn't be stepping over into gossip about someone else's stuff, but where you could be like, hey, I kind of have some anxiety around this. Can you pray for me? Can you help me discern? Is this from the Lord or is it my anxiety? (laughs) Or is it because I had a mocha frappuccino with seven shots at 4 p.m., right? So of course you woke up at 1130 with a panic attack. (laughs) That's a true story. Last weekend, I went on a, a road trip with Kenzie and a bunch of parents and kids from her volleyball team. We stopped at Starbucks and I got a Starbucks like around 3.30 in the afternoon and I intended to get decaf, but there was caffeine in my drink. It's a long story. Went to bed around, you know, normal time and then woke up 
crazy raging anxiety at like 1am, like, oh my gosh. And I realized, oh my gosh, it was the caffeine that I had late. So did some breathing, actually went back to sleep, thank God. But all that to say, there are things that affect us too. So we have to be doing what's right for our bodies as well. I know some people who can have caffeine late in the day, it has no effect on them. I'm not that person, right? It affects me. So here are my five tricks. This is for immediate. What do you do in the moment when the anxiety comes upon you, right? And let me just say right now, all those scriptures about, I won't be anxious for anything, don't fear, all that stuff. Sometimes those scriptures, we use them against ourselves and we're like, if I was really walking close with Jesus, I wouldn't have anxiety. Or if I had more faith, I wouldn't have fear or anxiety. I think that's a bunch of bull honky. I think that these scriptures are in place to bless us and equip us and empower us, not to shame us or to beat us down. So if you ever use a scripture against yourself, I just want to say, don't do that. The scriptures are meant to empower us and build us up and sure, absolutely convict us, but not to the point of, you know, where we're buried and we're, we're self-loathing because we have anxiety and I've memorized a scripture about not having anxiety. So they're like, there's something wrong with us because of that. There's not, there's nothing. You're very human if you struggle with anxiety. It's a very human struggle. All of our struggles, you guys, are very human. There's nothing new under the sun. We all have these struggles. We all get to play the lottery of life and figure out what our struggles are and then learn how to deal and live within our skin by the power of the Holy Spirit with Jesus and good community and and all of that stuff. I'm trying to look at all my struggles in life, not as curses, because our God doesn't work like that. I'm looking at it like, what can I learn from this? How can I become closer to Jesus through this? How can I become closer to who I was created to be? And how can I walk with hope and joy and peace in my skin, no matter what the circumstances are, so I'm not so controlled by the outside world? Because Lord knows my inside world is crazy enough. I don't need to be controlled by the outside world too, because that's just crazy sauce. Here are my five things that I do and that I think could really help if you get those intrusive, anxious thoughts. When they come, if we don't catch them and capture them, so this is step number one, if we don't capture them and catch them quickly, they steamroll and they steamroll us and they can bury us, okay? And they play like a movie screen, just keep going like a broken recorder and then it makes us more anxious and it and it compounds, right? And then we feel it in our chest and then all of a sudden we feel it in our back and our neck, our shoulders, you know, all of that and it can cause a migraine and and all that. But if we can capture it quickly, I'm realizing that my body alerts me before my mind or my uh, even my heart does. So my body can feel the stress or the anxiety coming on before I even have the thought, which is just fascinating to me, but not all the time. So when I catch the thought, instead of feeding the thought and going down anxiety trail and misery lane, I catch it and I capture it. Okay. And I I don't want to like deny it and say, well, that's stupid. Don't think that thought. Because the reality is I am thinking that thought. (laughs) So acknowledging it, embracing it. Oh, hi, thought. You literally hold it in your hands and okay, so let's let's go the Gary route where Gary was going to die in a plane crash. If that were to happen now, which by the way, I still have those intrusive thoughts once in a while. If that thought came to me today, I would grab it and go, okay, well, let's just pause for a moment. Worst case scenario, okay, Gary dies in a plane crash and I got to love him all these years and he got to impart so much into our family and and all of that, right? And the reality is I know God is with us and God will get us through it and I know Gary will be in a better place and, and all of that, right? So even playing out the worst case scenario to a place of peace. 
but playing it out and, and even going there and talking ourselves off the ladder. And then I also as well say, but it's probably not going to happen. Like Gary's probably not going to get in a plane crash. Most people don't. I've flown, I don't know, hundreds of times. I don't know how many times I've flown, but I've never gotten in a plane crash. Gary's flown a ton. He's never gotten in a plane crash. Most planes don't crash. You know, all of these things. Like, so you kind of talk yourself off the ledge. Like this is just anxiety. This isn't a truth. Is it true? And then you just kind of ask the question, is it true? Like, should I be panicking? Do I need to panic about this? You know, right? And all of these things. So you just kind of talk yourself through it. You give yourself permission to have whatever feeling you have. You talk yourself through it. And then as soon as you talk yourself through it and you capture the thought, you hold on to it, you settle your body. Because I believe we need to settle our bodies. Now, what does that mean? Drink a glass of water. Take some deep breaths. If you have 10 minutes, go on a walk, like work the anxiety out of your body, get on a treadmill or a bike or do something, do some stretching. You can polar plunge, get jump right in the cold shower, like that changes our mental state. All of these things, all these little tricks when you're really in an anxious place, okay? You're going to capture the thought, you're going to settle your body down somehow, right? Whether through breath work or stretching or a walk or, or whatever. And then As you capture the thought, like I said, we're going to reframe those thoughts. So we're going to give them permission to be there, but not for too long. And we're not going to set up camp with them. We're not going to build little altars around our anxiety and worship it, right? The point is to work through it, not to, you know, hug it and then cuddle with it (laughs) and let it take root, right? We don't want these anchors of fear. We don't want these anchors of anxiety. But the reality is we have to acknowledge they're there or it's like the unspoken elephant in the room or we're just burying it under the rug and we're going to trip over the rug and break our nose, okay? So then you reframe it. Worst case scenario, what could that be? Also, is it really realistic? And is there anything I can do right now in this moment to help this situation? I also had an anxiety moment earlier this weekend. I woke up in the middle of the night because I realized I never changed our, we got a new American Express card. I never changed the card on some of our bills. And I panicked like, oh my gosh, our cell phone bill is going to be shut off. It, It wasn't really a realistic panic because I know they give you a grace period and all of that. But nonetheless, it woke me up. And so I went straight to my computer. I couldn't go back to sleep, put in the new credit card and all is well. Verizon is paid and we are fine. Okay. So there is some things that we can do in this moment to alleviate the anxiety. Like if you have to have a hard conversation with somebody, you might as well just have the conversation. So you're not stewing or fretting about that conversation and building anxiety, right? If you need to send an email to a client, send the email to the client. If you need to pay a bill, pay a bill. You know, you know what it is. But like Hannah Warren said, I think episode 29, last time she was on, she said, what is right now and what do I have control over? Whatever can help the situation now. And that will really help you realize, oh my gosh, I have no control. This is not even a realistic thing. Why am I so fearful about it? That's kind of when you you go to work and you got to really work hard to reframe the thoughts or to literally like say, I'm not partnering with you. I don't need that thought. That doesn't serve me. It's not helpful. It's only hindering me. And then you start praying, praying scriptures and all those things, whatever it takes to comfort you. Read some scriptures, listen to some worship music, you know, get your body moving. The, num- the fourth thing I want to say is you surrender it. This is when you've done the reframing you've done the settle the body, you've captured the thought, all of that stuff. Then you literally surrender it. You pray and you say, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Jesus, take the situation. For me, I put my hands out. Like I have a serving tray in front of me and a surrender position. And I say, Jesus, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Something like that 
out loud verbally, I just get this peace in my heart most of the time. Does it always work? No. Sometimes, yes, and it's worth it because it's just another act of surrendering. I'm learning how to surrender and trust. You know, I didn't know how to trust God until just, you know, 10 years ago. Like I'm telling you, it's all these things that we relearn over and over and over again, especially if it's not natural or especially if you have, you know, trauma or hardship or it's hard to learn how to surrender and to trust in, in all of that. And so, and God is so gracious. He's so wonderful. He's so kind. He's so patient and loving. And I just read a beautiful quote by C.S. Lewis over the weekend that said, the hardness of God is kinder than the softness of men. Basically, our God is so tender, so merciful, and so amazing. And so you surrender it, right? Okay. Then the fifth step, so this is number five, and I'll do a recap in a minute. Then you literally get into action and move to the next right thing. So we have a whole module in the spiritual intentions framework about do the next right thing. And what does that mean for you? It could be different than what it is for me. In the spiritual intentions framework, we go through literally like 30 things that could be your next right thing when you're in a moment of struggle or you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you're procrastinating or you're anxious or you're sad or or whatever, because sometimes we just need a help. We need help. And so there's this list that literally I tell people to put it on their fridge for the first couple weeks until you get rolling, put it in your phone, you know, save it as your screensaver so that, you know, when you're in a moment of struggle, you literally have these things at your fingertips to know what to do. And then you get moving through it. If the anxiety comes back again and that thought tries to steamroll you again, you go through the same process. This process can be done in literally like sometimes 30 seconds, sometimes five minutes. It just depends how bad the anxiety is. Oh, my son's calling because I didn't put my phone on. Do not disturb. Hold on. Hi, you're late again. Hi, sweetie. I'm actually not late. Your dad's coming. Oh. Is he there? He's he's not there. Okay. He hasn't even left yet. Really? Okay, I can leave the house right now. I, okay, I love you. Sorry. Love you. See ya. Bye-bye. Did you guys like that? Oh, gosh. Okay, apparently. Hang on. I got to call Gary. Okay, well, that's real life. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got to hear my son. And I decided to leave that in the episode because that's real life. Okay? And I didn't forget my son. Gary was going to get him. And actually, Zach just called back. And Gary is one minute away. There you go. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to recap again. You get this intrusive thought instead of feeding it and allowing it to stay there and nurturing it and just allowing it to steamroll you, you capture it. Literally, you grab it, you acknowledge it, you say, hey, thanks for coming. Let me talk this through. Are you legitimate? Should you be here? Is there something I can do right now to fix this? And then do something to calm your body down, whatever it takes. Because if you get rid of that thought and you have not calmed your body down, another intrusive thought will come because some of this stuff, you guys, is just physiological. It's just biology. It's just our bodies. So yes, sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's our our minds with our thoughts. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's biology and physiology. We are such complex beings, but yet it's so, so simple. And there are just a few things we can do to tweak and to move the the needle a little bit. makes a huge difference in our lives. I'm telling you, these steps have changed the game for me. I would have these intrusive thoughts 
fairly often and I still may get them, but I can't tell you how often I literally walk through these steps and then I'm on with my day. It didn't even miss a beat. It was like five minutes. It was like not a big deal. Where before it would have steamed roll me. It would have given me anxiety. I would have had to reach out for 10 people for prayer, like all of this stuff, right? Which is beautiful and great when we're reaching out for prayer. So that's another thing you can kind of throw in there. Ask for prayer if you're struggling. Prayer works. It's powerful. So we're going to capture the thought. We're going to settle our body. We're going to reframe the thoughts. Then you're going to surrender it. You're going to say, Jesus, help me. I'm going to surrender this moment and this thought. Then you're going to move directly into the next right thing. Whatever it is, get back to work, go on a walk, clean out a cupboard, email the client, put together the presentation you got to do, all of these things that we can do. And, you know, if you want help figuring out what your things are, you can totally jump in with us on the Spiritual Intentions Framework. But you guys, there are so many things that we can do to help ourselves when we have these things come up. And so I'll put these steps in the show notes. I'd encourage you, write them down. All of these tools, all of these tactics, all of these things, they're here to help us and to empower us. I love you guys. You're not alone if you get intrusive, anxious thoughts. Let me say a little prayer for you, and I hope you guys have a great week, and I will talk to you in a couple of days. If you need prayer, reach out. Hello, H-E-L-L-O, at dannysumner.com, D-A-N-I, S-U-M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, E-R dot com. We love, love praying for you. I read all your emails. I love it. And I respond. I hope I respond. If I've missed your email, please send it again and I will respond. Let me say a little prayer. All right, Lord, I thank you for my friend. I thank you for who they are, God. I thank you, Lord, that all of these things that happen in our lives, God, that we can use them as lessons and as teachers, Father. And Lord, I just pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to fill my friend. I pray you'd protect them and watch over them. And Lord, please, please don't allow scripture to be used against them, Father. I pray, Lord, that you would nurture them, you'd guide them, and that you would uh, fill them by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.